The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This episode of the Dogs Podcast is sponsored by Buckeye Law Group. Browns fans, the 2022 season was anything but pain-free. Unfortunately, that just comes with the territory of being a Browns fan. But if you're experiencing a different kind of pain, Buckeye Law Group could be your solution. If you've been injured in a car accident, slip and fall, or a work accident, call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. And their attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. So don't make the mistake of calling just any attorney. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. 1-800-411-PAIN. Buckeye Law Group, 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210, Cleveland, Ohio. Proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you. What's up, dogs? This is the DBF, the Displaced Browns fan in Elk River, Minnesota. Let's go, dogs. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to get your intros on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Sports betting, now legal in Ohio. We'll mention this a few more times. Pretty much everybody on this show is now degenerate. So, uh, <laughs> uh, in Pat, former dogs like Zach Cop, he's a betting fiend now. So, make sure you guys play responsibly. But it is a, a lot of fun right now. It's making all the playoff games more interesting. So, make sure you use our code TPPN. Uh, get your your credits or wh- however it works. Um, I wasn't able to use <laughs> it. I wasn't it able to use it because I already had an account. So, uh, and I don't listen to the ad. But you guys should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you can see, no Justin or uh, John today, last minute, um, not able to make it. So we were able to phone a friend. We got friend of the show, Kenny Mack, all the way from Canada, videoing in today. <laughs> Always good to have Kenny on the show. Uh, thanks for being able to step in on short notice. Um, it's good to have friends in high places. Uh, Today we're going to get into the defensive coordinator search for the Browns, any updates that are available, um, what the Browns' biggest needs are, including uh, some of the top defensive tackle free agents. And then we're going to jump into some playoff football because obviously the Browns are no longer playing, but there was wild card weekend and it was a, it was a pretty good one. It was a really good one. So we're going to yeah. get into some, some fun stuff. So if you just happen to be cruising on by and you spotted this podcast you're like i'm not a browns fan well you found the right episode because we're gonna talk about all kinds of nfl games today right (laughs) uh so there'll be a little bit of something for everything before we or everyone before we get into it though uh remember to check us out on uh facebook instagram twitter and tiktok if you're watching on youtube please like and subscribe make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode uh you can also find us on apple spotify and google podcasts uh lastly if you're looking for more dogs content head to jointhedogs.com 
Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. You jump in the Dog Pack, and we like you enough. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to come on the show, like Kenny Mack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get access to the private Discord. Uh, we get an extra episode every week. We do Dog Pack Member of the Month. We just gave away um, five Fantasy League Championships uh, prizes. So lots of good stuff going on in there. Everybody seems to have a good time. A lot of good people from all all around the world, really, from Canada to Scotland. So if you want to hang out with us, you want to hang out with guys like Kenny Mack, we got got and women. We got yeah. mm-hmm. We got some pretty awesome uh, female Browns fans in the Patreon. It's just a good time for everybody. So if you're looking for something like that, you need uh, some Browns content to get you through the offseason, jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. And lastly, before we jump into this episode, we don't normally plug our merch shop. Uh, I always forget we even have a merch shop. <laughs> Kenny's wearing one of our hoodies, uh, but I always I always forget that we have it. But we just dropped a new design. I think Josh is maybe going to put it on the screen somewhere if we're good at that. I don't know. Um, but if not, it's... I think it'll make it on the screen. Don't worry. right here. Uh, so... <laughs> I think it's one of our coolest designs. It's got the brown and the elf with the podcast. It's got our logo on it. I think it's a pretty sweet shirt. Um, so if that, that's something that piques your interest, dog, the dogspodcast.com slash shop. Or if you just forget the slash shop, you can just get the link to our merch shop from the dogspodcast.com. Either way, go check it out. If you like the t-shirts, uh, get yourself one. I think they're pretty sweet. Yeah, that's true. And then we've got like player shirts on there too. And I did add a whole bunch of new ones this weekend. One was DeAnthony Bell, which... Just wrapped up his first season with the Browns. Yeah, I mean, you know, show favorite and everything. Martin Emerson, who we're hopefully going to have on the show at some point, you know, and and just like others like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Yep. Uh, But make sure you guys (laughs) check that out. Again, I always forget that we have the merch shop, but I saw the new shirt drop, and I was like, hey, that's kind of sweet. We should tell people about this one. Uh, So, again, that's the dogspodcast.com slash shop. Uh, So let's move into the episode. You guys are going, man, how are you guys going to put an episode out? The Browns didn't play. We will figure it out. Uh, (laughs) Browns are still doing some stuff. Yes. Uh, Currently on the hunt for defensive coordinator. We've already interviewed um, Brian Flores, I believe. Yep. Already interviewed Jim Schwartz. Yep. Did not interview Gerard Mayo. uh, Plot twist. They decided they don't want to let him out of New England. That kind of gives me the vibe that like he's going to be the head coach in waiting there. Really? Yep. Is that kind of what you got? Like they, yeah, they've been saying that, and uh, apparently he's the the guys just love him there, and it would just fill in with what Bill does there already. That's what that's. Whenever I heard that they were going to work out a long term deal to keep him there, and I also heard the terms "rising star" being thrown around and stuff like that, and I was like, McDaniel's just left. He he was, I feel like, kind of the coach in waiting, and then they're like, well. Let's not let this guy out of the building. Bill's probably only got a few more years left, so let's just keep this guy around. So um, I know he was a guy a lot of people thought, like, oh, this is going to be the guy the Browns end up getting. Not going to happen. I think our number one choice, Brian Flores, is still on the board. And then today, as we are recording. Real quick, though, about Brian Flores, I did read something today that said reports are coming out that he's starting to gather some head coaching interest from other teams, so he might Uh, be more unlikely. Cardinals. Cardinals, okay. So, crazy question. What's a better job right now? Browns defensive coordinator position, Cardinals head coaching position. That's a tough call. That is a tough call. I know, like, the head – you know, Brian Floyd, you don't get a – I mean, some people do, but you don't always get a a million chances to be a head coach. You got to be smart with the next job you take. Um, I'll say this. I do think if the Browns hire him as a defensive coordinator, he might only be here for, like, a year. 
Yeah. That's, that's my that's my biggest problem with him. I think he'd be phenomenal, but I just don't see him staying more than a year. Yeah, I think especially if he transforms the defense and one if he go takes us from the pitiful defense we've been the last three years and we come out next year we're top five, top ten. He's going to be one of the hottest candidates again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could be potentially a one-year rental. I know he's like number one on a lot of people's wish list. He's up there for me. Jim Schwartz is also up there. Uh, the Browns interviewing today, which we are recording on Monday. I'm not sure what time they're doing this. Um, Sean Desai, is that how you say I'm it? pretty sure. Sean Desai just wrapped up his first season as defensive coordinator of the Seahawks. Um, they didn't have a very good rush defense. Their front seven's not very good, but uh, – they're pretty good secondary. They play in a tough division. They had a pretty pretty decent defense. So I know he's kind of a name to watch that people are, are talking about. And then we also interview the guy from Denver. Uh, I th- I don't know if we interviewed the guy no, from Denver. I think Eagles we guy. the Eagles defensive coordinator Denard yeah. Wilson. We Denard. did interview. Yeah. Okay. Which the Eagles defense this year was obviously awesome. Yes, there is awesome. I should say because it's still so in the. He's their passing game coordinator though correct he's not the actual defensive coordinator yeah i don't we wouldn't be able to to interview him if he's just a defensive coordinator they're not going to let him leave for a lateral job you know what i mean Mm -hmm. right 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 uh so and then another name to throw out there which i don't know if he's going to become available but after the chargers collapse there's talk of brandon staley maybe not retaining his job and he would be on a short list of potential candidates for the Browns at the defensive coordinator position. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they had the number one defense in the league. Right. I, it's tough. Uh, I just have not been a Brandon Staley fan as I a know head you coach <laughs> since he's been uh, with the Chargers. That being said, he was a good defensive coordinator. And sometimes you're just a coordinator, not a head coach. But um, it's hard for me to look past – the last few years. I mean, their defense wasn't that good. No. No. They're, especially the I, rush I, I defense. But then again, yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's it, had it, a lot more than he had in, in at the Rams there, I, I would think, with Khalil Mack, Bosa, uh, the, the corners that they have. Uh, sorry, Derwin James, I believe. Yep. Asante had, Samuel. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Asante Samuel. So he was unreal. So, though, though, but that's a name. I don't know if he's going to. I feel like if he was going to get fired, it would have happened already. So I don't know. Now, if I'm the Chargers, I, I would fire him, and I'd be throwing a blank checkbook at Sean Payton. With all the talent the Chargers have, hundred percent, they should be trying to get Sean Payton. And he's it's yeah. in L.A. I mean, it's it's right where Sean Payton wants to be. Sean Payton, I'm pretty sure, is living in L.A. right now. Uh, so that's what I would be doing. Now, then you you take run the risk like. What if we don't get Sean Payton? Now we don't have this guy. Well, this guy's done nothing for you. Right. Anyways, I said the Chargers are the the Clippers of the NFL. They do <laughs> they do less with more than right. just about anybody. Um, but yeah. So any one of those guys stand out as your favorite? I know Kenny. You said what worries you about Brian Flores is he might only be a one year rental. Do you have a preference then on any of these guys? Well, I, I'd take Jim Swartz just because he he started his career in Cleveland. He's like one of uh, Bill Belichick's original, um, I, what do you call him, like skippies or whatever. Like he was with uh, um, a bunch of guys like uh, Dimitrov and all those guys. I don't know if you watched the uh, 95 Browns, but they had a, like a ton of six. Uh, guys <laughs> that they had there, right? And um, 
So I would take Schwartz. He knows Cleveland. He knows what he's getting into. And uh, I like the fact that he puts a, a premium on defensive tackles. And you know what? We need that because our linebackers were uh, just basically bowling pins for these running backs coming through us and knocking us over. That's a big thing we saw. We're going to go over an article talking about some of the uh, top defensive tackle free agents. And they said the Browns linebackers aren't as bad as what they appear to be. It's just they're constantly getting blocked by 300-pound linemen because we don't have any – nobody's eating any blocks up front. Mm-hmm. They're just Swiss cheese. I mean, the D-line, obviously you want to make tackles and get pressures and stuff like that, but your your main responsibility is to eat blocks to keep your linebackers free. And we don't do that on the interior at all. No. So then you got undersized guys like Phillips and even Anthony Walker's not huge and uh, – J-O-K. Yep. And now they're trying to shed blocks of these Field. dudes who are 300-plus pounds but can move. I mean, it, it's not it's going to make anybody look not great. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be I mean, interesting to see what our defensive – what our linebacker group can be if we can get some better-than-absolute dog crap defensive tackle play. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, who 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 in the world in the NFL could stand, like, a, a seven-yard full-on run to run you over? And we were talking about this just before you got in, Blake. Like – our linebackers, that's the most decimated I've ever seen a group for the Browns in my life. Like, we don't, we didn't have our three starters, and we're pulling guys off the street like uh, Ragland. And he was holding his own because he actually happened to be like, I, I believe, 250 pounds. But I mean, he wouldn't have lasted long after getting like knocked over and, and full runs of steam at him. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It, you definitely saw the run defense get a little bit better as even though the, the talent level of the guys we might have been putting in might not have been like on the level of a Walker, or a JOK, but just the fact that they had a little bit of meat on their bones. Right. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They were harder to push around at least because if the if the D line's not going to eat any blocks, at least the linebacker's going to absorb a little bit of the blow, not just jump around the blocks. That's the, I mean, as a linebacker, you want to go through blocks. You know, take them on, not jump around them. J-O- poor JOK's got to, like, slide around them and, <laughs> like, all kinds of stuff just to, you know, try to keep himself clean. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. To me, if it's not Flores, Schwartz is the guy who I would like the most, too. It's, I've just been a fan of his even when he was in Detroit. I said last week I like that he's coached at a dumpster fire organization like the Lions before. So when he comes to Cleveland, he's going to understand – what comes with that in terms of with the fans and just overcoming curses. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Just he understands everything that comes with that. And the guys trans every defense he's taken over. He's, he's transformed and they've gone from a, a bad defense to a good defense in one year. Um, so yeah, I do think in his interview process, you'd have to imagine he said, you know, I'd like to come here. Um, but if I do, you have to, you know, give me your word. This isn't going to be my defensive line. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to fix this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because like, like you said, he, he puts a premium. I know he had Albert Hainsworth. He had a uh, prime and Donovan can sue yeah. when he was on the Eagles. He had, uh, Oh, who was it? Was it Fletcher Cox? Was it Fletcher Cox when he was on the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl? So he's always had a, an, an interior defensive tackle. who's kind of a game wrecker. Um, so we got to get him that, uh, and then that that would be my guy. Now um, the guy we're interviewing today, you said you had some some notes, notes on, on him, Sean Desai. Yeah, um, so I just kind of I, I read an article or two about him. Um, pros and cons with this guy, just 
not really knowing who he is that well and just kind of doing some basic reading. So he's currently the associate head coach and defensive coordinator for Seattle. So, you know, he's kind of got that whatever associate head coach responsibilities would be. But, I mean, it's more than just a defensive coordinator. So they obviously trust him yes. in Seattle. Um, from what I was reading, he's, I guess, very well liked. Uh, he's, he's known as being a good leader. Um, we need that. Which we really do need. He's... <laughs> They said he's a Vic Fangio disciple. Uh, he was the yeah. defensive coordinator for Matt Nagy in Chicago. Um, that year, the defense was 22nd in the league in points allowed at 23.9. This year in Seattle, his defense was 25th in points allowed at 23.6. So not wonderful. I kind of it kind of seems like what Joe Woods put together. Yeah, but ish. you got it. I mean, he was 25th in the league at. 23 points per game is not that much. So I'd like to see the difference. What's the difference between 30th, 25th and 30th and, and 25th yeah. and yeah, 15th? I mean, 23 points. If your offense doesn't score 23 points, you're probably not going to win a lot of games. No, you're absolutely right. So that's why I was like, is, is that a big deal? Is it not? I don't know if that's, you know, that strong of a, a metric to gauge him on. They said he runs a 3-4 base defense, mixes in four-man fronts and nick one dime looks. Um that sound all right to you? Do you guys are you guys concerned about um, different? You know, like do we need to interview people who run three fours or four threes, or do you think like whoever comes in, we got the personnel where we can make it work? I, I'm reading that people are saying we do have the personnel. I personally don't think we have the personnel for a three four. We don't have anybody that can eat up any space, and none of our defensive tackles are. They might be one of them might be 300, but you need like a 335 guy to like just plug up the middle. And I just don't see it happening unless we get somebody through free agency, which might be the guy that I watched yesterday uh, from uh, Tomlinson from uh, the Vikings. I think he's open. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. I, so if we go to a three, four, is that going to put miles? Is he going to be standing up more or are they going to put him? Say so. So, and then is that going to put Miles in space? Like, uh, Miles is a freak athlete, but I don't want him running around in the flats. You know what I <laughs> right. mean? I, uh, you know, I know some people watching are probably, like, well, more, way more versed when it comes to, like, three fours, four threes, nickels and stuff. I always liked offense more than defense. Uh, so, I mean, I just don't know how our personnel would – I mean, I know the difference, uh, obviously, in four-man front, three-man front, all that good stuff. I just don't know, like you said, personnel-wise. I mean, who would play nose tackle? Who would play nose guard for us in a three four? Like, like today? Yeah, oh, man, I, I I have no idea. You Miles? Take a QB <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, who who would like? I don't know. Like Miles would be, he, he would have to go to like some kind of edge rush because he's too still too a little bit too light for defensive end for that particular thing. You want him a little bit bigger, right? Yeah, to plug up the run and free up your linebackers. So I I just don't see it. I mean, if, I feel like if you're going to run the three four, we need a, a nose guard like a Andrew Billings, like a like a, yeah. a, a, a bowling ball guy. Big, dude. yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how what they want to do. I think it all is going to come down to philosophy wise. Like they're going to be like, how? I think if I'm Stefanski, I look at these guys and say, how do we not give up third and fifteens all the time? Right. What's your plan for that? And then. If I like the sound of it, we'll continue the interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that, I mean, that had to be the most frustrating thing. And, and, and 
another thing I like about Jim Schwartz is he has head coaching experience. He's right. got head coaching experience. He's got Super Bowl experience. Yeah. Um, so he's well versed in the league. Like he and, understands the NFL. And is he interviewing anywhere else? Because I know he's not coaching anywhere right now. He's just a uh, senior defensive assistant for the Titans. Yeah. yeah. So if he's not taking, so does that mean he wants to be here? Like he took the interview. Yeah. So I, he obviously wants to come here. Uh, you, he wouldn't take the interview for no reason. At least I wouldn't think so. Unless right. he was like, I'll go see what they had to say. And if, they don't wow me, then I'll just stay here. But but you don't see what somebody has to say if you don't have some sort of interest. Correct. So you got to look. If you're a defensive coordinator, you go. I got Miles Garrett. I got Denzel Ward. I got Greg Newsom. I have Grant Delpit. I have. I got pieces. I got five to six pieces on that defense that are pretty good. Sure. Yeah, and I mean JOK is a great player. You just have to find the right way to use him. Um, Emerson is ascending. You said Grant Delpit, who came on that second half. I mean. He's Grant, starting to look like he could be a stud. A Grant star. Delpit's just the kind of guy you have to you have to use him right. Yeah, you're probably not going to leave him isolated in coverage all the time. He's a playmaker. Let him let him go make plays. We have John Johnson, you, who I, I mean I know. Yeah, go ahead. You try and sell this John Johnson. That's what I was going to say. And the other guy that was kind of coming on too was, and he's going to be a role player. It was talkie talkie in the run. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hopefully he doesn't. I mean, I feel like he might miss. Yeah, he's gonna miss a lot of next year probably, because um, he got yeah, hurt. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it depends on how his rehab goes, but yeah. So that's the defensive coordinator update. Um, you know who we've interviewed so far. Let us know who you guys who's number one on your wish list. I know a lot of people, like we said, Brian Flores is number one on a lot of people's list. Him and Schwartz to me are one A, one B. Um, but I think you could have Schwartz for multiple years at least, and for Flores, if he's as good as we all think he is it might be one and done for the Browns. And another thing that I just thought about with Schwartz too, potentially you see with some of these more tenured head coaches, maybe he's here for, you know, a handful of years, revamps the defense, but he brings somebody in as his understudy who can eventually maybe even take over, you know, for him. Yes. Um, all the right. Other, the other guy there, the other guy there, uh, that's a sleeper. And I haven't heard from it now for about two weeks since the, uh, or about, I guess about three, four weeks now since the big 10 has been over, but is Jim Leonard. Yeah. The only, my only, I'm really, hung up, I'm hung up on wanting head coaching experience. Yeah, I am too. It's just a super sleepy pick. I've been hearing it and I'm just putting it out there, but I don't know what it would offer. Cause I, I, I don't know what he would do for the Browns, right? Um, no. I and what scares me is like the Browns sometimes tend to overthink it. Like everybody knows that, Brian Flores yes. is a great defensive coordinator and if he wants the job, be like but the Browns will be like, "Uh, well we interviewed this guy who was coaching in his son's high school and we just really we're <laughs> liking the way so we brought him in and he just blew us away in the interview and it's like come on guys just don't keep it simple stupid yeah don't don't <laughs> outthink yourselves on this yeah. one this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook the NFL playoff action continues and we saw one heck of a wild card weekend. We are one step closer to Super Bowl 57 and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets 
instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings each leg you add up to 100%. The game I got my eye on the most this weekend, we got some real good ones coming up, but the Giants versus the Eagles, that divisional matchup with the Giants just pulling that one out over the Vikings. The Eagles have been dominant all year. It's going to be a good one. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Today's episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Kick off 2023 the right way and stock up on the best tasting meats you can get with Omaha Steaks. Right now, you can get up to 55% off the most delicious foods Omaha Steaks has to offer, like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Best yet, when you use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Even the savings are the most delicious you can find. We are an Omaha Steaks household myself. The freezer is always stocked full. We're headed into the cold, dreary months of the year. So right now is the best time to load up your freezer and make the dinner decision an easy one for you and your family. Order your favorites a la carte or select from Omaha's pre-sorted package specials and try some of everything. Whatever you do, make sure you grab the caramel apple tartlets for dessert. They are absolutely awesome. So head to omahasteaks.com right now. Take advantage of up to 55% off the best meats you can get. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout and get that extra $30 off your order. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code DOGS. Happy eating, everybody. So we put out a Twitter poll this week uh, asking what the biggest Browns uh, need was in this offseason. And we think we had defensive tackle, Linebacker uh, and wide receiver. Linebacker and wide receiver. An overwhelming uh, well, defensive tackle. 73.8% of the votes. Yep. So overwhelming people uh, amount of people said defensive tackle. I think next was wide receiver. 189 People not too concerned about linebacker, just 7.4. And that kind of goes, I think, into said, like, people think maybe the linebackers can play a little bit if they get a little bit of help up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got this list of the top four. Uh, free agent defensive tackles. We're going to go through these, kind of talk about which ones we think would be the best. Obviously, it's Deron Payne. That's how you say it, right? Darren, Darren Deron. Yeah. I think it's probably Deron. Deron Payne. Uh, it says he's the white whale. Um, yep. Alabama recruit. Uh, he had 11 and a half sacks from his defensive tackle spot. I mean, that blows anything away that we're getting out of the defensive tackle spot. Oof. 18 tackles for loss, 20 hits on the opposing quarterback. The biggest fear for this one is, one, he's probably, if he does leave, he's going to get a big paycheck. And does this front office, have they finally started to value defensive tackle after watching what we've watched the last couple years? Hopefully, but who knows? And then there's talk that he could get franchise tagged. And if he gets franchise tagged, there's nothing we can do about it. Correct. Um, Then you got Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. I also think this would be a... uh, Good pick. Uh, he had seven and a half sacks and nine tackles for loss last year. This year he's got sitting at 11 sacks, 10 tackles uh, behind the line of scrimmage. He is going to be entering free agency at the age of 30. I know Josh how, how Josh feels about that number. Um, it always scares him away for everything. Uh, for running backs. For running. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, Dramont Jones, a former Ohio State Buckeye, um, former third-round pick. 
uh, three consecutive seasons of at least five and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss, and 40 pressures in the last two seasons. Ten hits on the quarterback. Um, he's only 26 years old. He would probably come in and be the best defensive tackle we have on the roster right off the rip. And then lastly, Dalvin Tomlinson uh, playing for the recently eliminated Minnesota Vikings. So he's not as much of a pass rusher um, as the three other guys on this list, but he's he's kind of a big plug. I guess this kind of goes into if we were to switch schemes. Um, he'd be kind of a nose tackle guy that could help, I think. Um, I'd have to do more research on him. I have a baby now, guys, so my research is very limited at times. Um, so this is a guy who maybe not necessarily get after the pass rusher as much, but he's going to do what we kind of mentioned earlier. He's going to eat up blocks, keep the linebackers free, um, so we can hopefully get better play out of them. Obviously, Payne is the guy that everybody wants. Um, he's going to get the big money, and if he were to hit the free agent market, it's not like it's a shoe and we would get him. We'd probably be going up against multiple teams. Oh yeah, uh, to try yeah. to get him. Um, he's also he's also the youngest. So I mean, he's just a stud. <laughs> he so um, I mean, it's Miles needs a guy like that. You know, like oh, yeah. as as much as it's nice to have uh, an edge rusher opposite, they can still they can still double team you if it's Miles crap crap good another good edge rusher because you're so far apart. You know what I mean? You, if you put Miles and then Deron Payne right next to each other. Well, now you know that's a lot more difficult to double team. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're running stunts off of each other. You can only chip one of them with a running back. You know what I mean? Like if it's just your edge rushers, one the quarterback can just step right up in the middle. Two, you can roll the pocket one way and then chip with a running back. Now you've taken away both edge rushers. There's so much you can do if you have nothing in the middle except for marshmallows. Uh, <laughs> so um, obviously. Deron Payne is the one you would want to go to the most if he's not available. Um, I don't know if like Dalvin Tomlinson to me almost seems like if no one's available because I just want to see clean linebackers. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of second and five. Can't stand it. (laughs) Eat some people. Eat some uh, blockers up and free our linebackers, please. I'll let me throw so. We, we put wide receiver on that list, and there's been rumors like uh, the Browns could potentially be in the market for DeAndre Hopkins. Would you rather spend big on pain and not get D-Hop and bring in like a lower-level wide receiver, or would you rather go get D-Hop and then bring in like Tomlinson? I think I, just without doing any thinking about it, I'd kind of like to do the D Hob Tomlinson situation. What about you, Kenny? I'm going for pain, and then I'm bringing the guy from uh, Houston, uh, the fast guy. I can't oh, pain. Cooks. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, give me pain, and yeah. give me Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cook. oh, I didn't know Brandon Cooks was my other option. Okay, <laughs> you said a lower level receiver. He, he's getting old. He hasn't done anything. He's less. younger than D Hop. Yeah, but he's not D Hop. <laughs> <laughs> I would take either of those guys. For sure. Both played with uh, Deshaun before in Houston. Yeah. I, I love it. They're both great receivers. Do you guys think the Browns are really in for potentially to get DeAndre Hopkins? If he, They, they said they're going to trade him. Hey, this time last year, if you just said, are the Browns in for Amari Cooper, we wouldn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> we had no true. idea. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I, I just don't th- I don't see D-Hop as a precise running route runner that Stefanski kind of craves, right? 
And uh, so I don't see it happening. But, hey, I'm not in the front office, so, I mean, what do I know, right? How much – we heard Deshaun in some of his, like, exit press conferences and stuff talking about how the offense will be different next year and stuff. And I was kind of thinking about this. So we were all wondering about the offense, you know, the last six games with Deshaun. This is a little bit off with these defensive tackles, but F it, it's the offseason. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Yeah. Um, how much of the offense – so do you – how much do you expect it to be different next year in terms of even philosophy? Like, is it going to be more free flowing, less, I don't want to say less precision, but is it going to seem more open? Because I started thinking about this at the end of the year. We, we, we had to play one way with Jacoby. It had to be very precise, get to your drop. You got your one read, get it to him, get the ball out quick. We weren't going to make 10 guys change the offense to fit Deshaun for six games. We almost were trying to put Deshaun into the Jacoby offense. Now that we got yes. an entire offseason, is it going to be more of let's get these 10 guys to fit Deshaun? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I when, do you, how much I do you expect agree. the offense to be different next year, even philosophically? I still think you're going to see the, the timing run schemes that he does uh, and the jet sweeps, like the run game will stay the same. There'll be some play action, but the timing patterns that uh, Stefanski runs, there'll be a little bit more room for creativity. And these guys, ne- I don't know, it never looked like they ever practiced like the fire drill or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, like he's, he's, uh, like, he, he evaded a sack. Like they just kept running their routes. I'm like, somebody come back or someone go up. Like they don't, <laughs> didn't have that connection yet. Right. So I think that will change um, as far as like, uh, like a Hopkins um, Deshaun type connection where it's kind of like willy nilly. I don't know about that though. I'm I'm curious because I Stefanski has to be he's got to be willing to adapt a little bit and, and because I mean if not honestly he's gonna be gone. Yeah, the, you know what I mean. They're, they're, the Browns are way more married to Deshaun Watson for the next five years than they are to Kevin Stefanski. We spent this whole season saying, well, Kevin's safe because he needs a whole year with Deshaun. Well, we're done saying yeah, Kevin's a, safe now because that was safe this past year. Yes. Now it's going into that's a next fair year. Point. That's, a, that's a fair point. And it's not like like when he was at that exiting press conference, he actually said, we're going to sit down man-to-man and figure this out. That didn't sound like something like, oh, we're going to do it your way, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, exactly. So the, no, I heard all that stuff. And I started thinking like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the playbook wasn't that open. Maybe, I mean, we were taking to Sean – and telling him, go do what Jacoby was doing. You know, we know this might not necessarily be like your strengths, but we just practiced for, you know, 12 weeks with this guy. We're not going to make 10 other guys change the way they've done it all year to fit you, especially when the playoffs, I mean, the playoffs ended up being a lot more of a realistic possibility, even with all the games we were losing because other teams kept losing. But I think when Deshaun came back, a lot of people thought like, it's it's a very much a long shot. So it's just kind of like, here we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm interested to see the offense next year. I think, um, I think it's going to be different. I think you're going to see, I'm not going to say we're the chiefs, you know, um, or the dolphins. Uh, I could see it being more like the dolphins. I mean, Stefanski and McDaniel are kind of cut from like that same Gary Kubiak, Shanahan type system. The Dolphins yeah. just do it with a lot more speed than the Browns have. It's true. Yeah. So I, 
I would obviously take DeAndre Hopkins, but I just don't know if that's what we need. We just need a fast guy. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, between D Hop and Cooks, I I'm not gonna you're not gonna hear any complaints out of me. We sign one of these guys, like or get one of these guys. I'd be very happy about it. Same goes for this list of DTs. If we got any one of these four guys, I'd be ecstatic. Yes. I, I mean, yeah. Draymond Jones, a former Buckeye, like you know, and he's a younger dude. He was on that uh, Denver defense that was so dominant this year. I mean, Tomlinson, we said would be great. Hargrave, yeah, okay, he's a little bit older, but thirty's not. 30's not that old for like the defensive side of the ball, especially these linemen. He can still get after it. I mean, he's doing it right now. And of course, Payne would be awesome. Payne, if we, it, to me, that I would feel the same elation as I felt like when we got Deshaun. Right. <laughs> that's how that's how deprived we've been for good defensive tackle play. Is I would be that ecstatic. Um, in terms of, so I think there's going to be some overhaul on defense. Obviously, you're going to bring back Miles. You're going to bring back Newsom, Emerson, Ward, um, Johnson, Delpit. I don't know if Johnson's for sure back. You don't think so? I don't. I've, he's got a he's got a restructure. He's worth nine million this year, I think, and I, I just don't know if they're going to pay him that based on what the other needs of yeah. the um, defense. Oh, yeah. you can thank Joe Woods for that because I do think that John Johnson can play football. I agree, but I, do. I agree. Yeah. So we'll have, so, I mean, based on that though, that's, that's Martin Emerson, Newsom, Ward, Miles, um, JOK. And, and, um, bringing talkie talkie back. I think he'll be back cause he'll be cheap. Um, but I think like there's, there's really like six main guys and I think the rest is going to be overhauled a lot. Yeah, I agree. So I think offense, honestly, that's where you're going to see a lot of you. What do I want to say? A lot less overhaul. Oh yeah, I don't. There because you're returning, con- you're returning everybody. Everybody. The only question mark would be: Are you going to add to it? Yeah, and are you going to add and guys like Wills? I think the biggest departure from the offense would be Kareem Hunt. Well, and, and based on this that, year, wasn't that big of a part of it anyway? Correct. I'm now, actually excited to see Ford yeah. get carries. I don't want to sound like I'm just shooting Kareem to the curb. Like, no, yeah, we're not. But he looked explosive on kick returns. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Um. All right. Well, that's kind of anything else you guys want to touch on 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 the Brown side of these things. Um, just because, there, I mean, there's not a ton going on with Cleveland right now. Um, obviously, it'll pick up more once the official NFL season's done. We're getting closer to the draft and free agency opens up, that kind of thing. Right. And we see exactly who's all available. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, Browns fans, we know as well as you do that being a true Browns fan takes a serious toll on your mental health. And that's on top of all the other stresses of everyday life. Your mental health is important, and that's why we've partnered with BetterHelp. If you're like me, you have no problem calling your doctor whenever your body is sick. But when your mind needs some attention, we're quick to neglect it. Your mental health plays a pivotal role in both your mind's and your body's health. Thankfully, I've sought therapy services before, and it made a world of difference. But you need the right therapist for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. Trust me, I know it can be intimidating or uncomfortable to visit a therapist's office when you're expected to sit there awkwardly and you know share personal things face-to-face with someone you barely know. But with BetterHelp, you can get the help you need right at home, all through your phone. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. 
then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, with more scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com dogs. And I've also linked them down below in the description, or you can just scan the QR code on your screen. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and you get 10% off your first month. It's time to start taking care of you, and it all starts with your mental health. Give BetterHelp a try today. As promised, we do want to talk about some of these playoff games because, you know, we're all Browns fans, but we're also just football fans. Um, and we just want to – there's some some highlights that we had to talk about. I thought a lot of the games this weekend um, were pretty – like I thought the favorite was going to win in most of them. To me, and I only picked one upset, and it was the Giants over the Vikings. And I thought it was only an upset – because of record. I just thought the Giants were better than the Vikings, though. And Well, I mean, I mean, offensively, the Giants, they've got nothing as far as receiving weapons. You know what I mean? And they just, they're just they just making it happen. Well, they got a good coach. Look at what coaching can do, man. Look what coaching can do in one year. Yeah. The, the Giants have been a dumpster fire for, what, now, since their last Super Bowl? Well, that was, I mean, the Browns made the playoffs too that first year with Kevin, you know. So, I mean, I wonder if other teams thought the same thing. Like, look at the Browns. They got a new head coach and turned it around in one year. Now they're in the playoffs. They won. They beat the Steelers. I don't know. I, I would like to see what the Giants do next year. But. Yeah, they got a last place schedule and they, they're doing exactly what the Browns did. I think they're the Browns, you know, of 2020 for 2022, right? So it depends on what they do and what they lose. But. The good thing with them, and like the Browns uh, did when Stefanski got there, um, Jones is playing decent ball, and Saquon's actually running the ball, and he stayed healthy all year, you know. And, and the defense is doing enough. Defense, yeah, their defense—they're definitely rolling with them, and it's it's working. I'll tell you this: the um, the Vikings' offense was a lot better this year, and they won a lot of one-score games. It, um, yeah. But their defense was abysmal. Mm-hmm. They should have kept Mike yeah. Zimmer to coach the defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the, I mean their defense was is terrible. They can't stop a nosebleed. I saw Daniel Jones has three um three hundred yard passing games this year, and two of them were against the Vikings. Oh wow. Um but so if you're a Giants fan and you're the Giants front office, what do you do with Danny Dimes? Do you bring him back now? Because I don't think they picked up his fifth year option. They did not. So, what do you do? Do you offer him a contract? I guess you would because, I mean, he runs a similar system to what they do in Buffalo, right? And he did have the running yards. He looks like most of the year he had the running yards and he can get some throwing. Um, obviously, he's not as dynamic um, he's a as uh, the guy, guy in uh, Buffalo. But, I mean, you, you got to have something because I don't know what they can get instead, right? They could always franchise him too. Uh, yeah, but if they franchise tag him a lot to pay him forty million. Forty yeah, million. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, if you offer him a contract, what are you going to offer him though? Because forty millions. What are the higher end quarterbacks making? Fifty five plus or something? Here's the thing. I I could see. I would offer him like a three year deal, at like twenty five to thirty million a year. Because here's the thing: is he can say no. 
But if he leaves and goes to free agency, there's not going to be a bunch of teams offering him big money. The Giants, no, he's, the Giants yeah. hold the power here. Oh, I agree with that. Um, but if you look at his numbers, I don't know if like people realize how good of a season he's having. He's completing sixty-seven percent of his passes. He he only he has thirty-two hundred yards, which isn't crazy. He averages two hundred yards a game, but he has seven hundred yards rushing. So I mean, he's, that, he's got he's got Josh Allen two years ago. Yeah, he's got almost four thousand. Know? Uh, I mean, that's Lamar. All purpose here. Lamar yeah. always only has like twenty eight hundred yards passing, but he has twelve hundred yards rushing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he had his almost four thousand all purpose yards. He has um, fifteen. He's three to one touchdown to interception ratio. Fifteen passing touchdowns, five picks. He's also ran for seven touchdowns. So he's got. Uh, twenty-two touchdowns, five interceptions. He's only lost. He hasn't. Uh, he's only fumbled twice this year. Only lost it once. And if you remember, that was like that the was big his thing. So he's only had six turnovers this year. Yes, he only threw five picks this whole season. Five picks the whole year. He's got now, six turn. He's got twenty-two touchdowns, six turnovers. I never would have guessed that without it's, looking at anything. It's That's- crazy. I mean, I, I'm giving him, I'm giving him some kind of deal, like what I said. And I'm not saying, and then maybe you draft a quarterback, not in the first or second, but maybe if there's a guy in the third or fourth, and you kind of bring him on as like a, like a guy to keep pushing him, kind yeah. of thing, you know. But he played two, in my opinion, he played. He's almost like Josh Allen, light. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's not quite as big, not quite as good of an arm, not quite as um, dynamic. But I mean, 700 yards rushing is a lot of rushing yards for a quarterback. That's a ton. You know, uh, yeah. only six turnovers in in uh, seventeen games. He had a ninety two rating this year. So I I would break get him in. This is like you said, their leading receiver at seven hundred twenty four yards is Darius Slayton. They don't they don't have much weapons on the outside. No, and they're you know they're in the playoffs. Obviously, they're winning. They're in no position to take a top end quarterback in this year's draft. Whoever those quarterbacks turn out to be after the process here, and who are you going to get in free agency? Jacoby Brissett. So, uh, yeah, I think that you... Well, I think there's a lot, like, Derek Carr is going to be available. Um, He's not a free... Is he a free agent or no? They have to trade him, I believe. Um, To me, Derek Carr is going to be a a hot ticket item, like, for uh, the Jets. If I was the Jets, I'd go get Derek Carr, for sure. They need... They could use him. You know, they need, like... He might go to to Baltimore. That That seems like a Baltimore landing spot to me. Yeah, they'd have to transform their offense, uh, and they have no yeah. wide receivers. But I mean, he's used to that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he had a better year when he had no wide receivers. Um, he's give him a good tight end and let him go to work. Uh, but yeah, so I, I bring Danny Dimes back. I'm not saying I'd offer him, you know, the keys to the house for the next t- ten years, but he's played well enough. I just don't know if there's. And he, you're going to be in position to get anything better than that. Right. And his legs are a big part of their offense. Um, because without legs, he'd be thrown from his torso. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you listen to the show. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so then that brings us, uh, well, anyways, with the Vikings, was anybody surprised that they lost? No. I wasn't going to be honestly surprised that they won or lost because it's one of those games where it's like if the Giants bl- Giants don't win this, I can see them losing, and I could totally see the Vikings blowing this. It wasn't at one. I knew the Vikings were going to lose. Um, it's just there's just something about and I I've been a Kirk Cousins defender forever, but there's just at some point like he's got to 
win the game. You got to win the big ones. And, <laughs> yeah, at some point. You know, he puts just, up the nice numbers during the season. You know, he has some of the big performances, but you're right. In the big games, not so much. Well, at the at the end of the game, what was he doing? Like, why would you check down? If it's fourth and eight, why would you check down to a uh, two-yard pass? So right. I saw his, I, I, I saw his post-game I press conference, and he said uh, – he said he was looking at Jefferson, um, and he didn't think he had. He didn't think he could get it to him. And then he was. He thought he was about to get sacked, and he didn't want to take a sack uh, and end the game, not even giving anybody a shot. So he just threw it to TJ, even though it was short of the sticks, hoping maybe he could break it or something like that. Which I mean, I guess I see his reasoning, and he's making a snap decision, you know, in three seconds, and he did get hit like just as he was throwing it. And if he took a sack, yeah. everybody would be freaking out. But right. If you take a sack, then there's no chance. If you dump it off for a two-yard pass, I mean, you're right. There's a chance your guy breaks it. My my thing is, is I would have taken the shot at Jefferson, even if I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah, because what I mean? Fourth and eight, the game's on the line. Like, why not? Right? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't have cared if they had four guys on him. That, that's who I would have thrown it Honestly, to. Honestly, you're right, because like dropping back as a quarterback would be like, I'm throwing this to Jefferson, no matter what. Yes. Like that's what, I'm not even looking at anybody else. <laughs> yes, because, I mean, the game's on the line. That's a top two, three receiver in the league. That's that's who I'm putting the, the ball in the hands. Yep. Even if he's double covered. I mean, we saw his catch earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, give that guy a shot. TJ Hawkinson had a good yeah. game and all, but. He's a tight end. He's not going to out-athletic anybody to get eight yards or whatever. Yeah. So, um, then the next one. Oh, I, I, a little funny story about this. I don't know if you guys saw this. The Chargers were up 27 to nothing at the half. Um, oh and God, a yeah. better yeah, did, did an in-game money line, bet $1.4 million. Did you see this, Kenny? Yes, I did, yeah. So, and it was to I only win 11000 And you know this guy's going, I'm just going to throw a bunch of money at this because it's basically a guaranteed 11000 Like, And then... They lost. I know. And this dude's out $1.4 I mean, if you bet $1.4 you could probably afford to lose it. But, yeah. oh, oh, my God. Could you imagine? You're thinking this oh, is just going to be an easy eleven grand. You have to be a little bit sick after that. Yeah. I mean, it was the biggest, what, postseason comeback? Yeah. And if you're the Chargers, man, like, you got talent. They've always, my whole life, they've always had talent. They just never do anything with it. Yeah. Nothing real. I mean, and they got to give credit to Jacksonville a little bit as well. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, to bounce back from four first half, four in the first half, right? Yeah. Interceptions. He had one, I think, on their first possession. Yeah. It was, like, it was like three in the first quarter, I think. To come back from that and throw four touchdowns and be able to still lead your team to a victory, I mean. And then go to Waffle House after. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a what a good kid he is. Yeah. But I mean, you you think about it, you throw those interceptions. I mean, every single one you would think, oh, like I suck. We're gonna lose. I blew it. Like to be able to overcome the mental anguish of what you're doing to your team, your defense is pissed at you. I mean, they're like, <laughs> dude, we just got off the. F- I, kudos to him. I mean, second year player. I mean, it's nice to see, you know, the mental toughness there. Everybody said he was like the best prospect since. Andrew Luck, and then last year he was not good at all. And uh-huh. it was like, ugh, how are we yeah, also? Urban Meyer. It's it's crazy what coaching can do, man. It I is. mean, they bring yeah. in Doug Peterson, who's you know a real life NFL coach, not a um, full time 
snatch grabber, part-time <laughs> NFL coach, you know, you know, full-time <laughs> kicker, kicker, <laughs> part-time coach, kicker, kicker. Uh, you know, um, it's like, man, the, the, the transformation, Trevor Lawrence is going to be, I think he's going to be really freaking good. I do too. And, well, and did you guys think though, when the, did you guys think, so when it was 27, nothing, and then they scored that touchdown, I got that Brown spidey sense going, going, man, this just doesn't feel good before halftime. <laughs> and those interceptions, they came too early. There's still lots of game left. And sure enough, they ended up losing, man. Now, it didn't help when you get, like, two personal fouls or misconduct fouls. I don't know what Bosa was thinking throwing his helmet down. Like, come on, man. Like, that almost cost him the game. It didn't play so lousy the entire, you know, second half. But he, like, basically, I don't know if you guys remember, he Dwayne Rudd the game. Like, he ended that game for them, man. <laughs> the official, though, I, I saw, too, like, the dude definitely on their one touchdown, definitely – False started. A hundred percent false yeah. started. And it was plain as day. Even Tony Dungy was like, that's a false start. And then they bring in the rules official and he's like, Oh no, I think he's good. And Tony Dungy's like, You're an idiot. <laughs> Everybody can see it. It's a false start. Um, and then Bosa lose and then I don't know why the official is like following him and getting in his face to like like he's walking away from you. You're an official. You are, you should just be over here doing your job, not following this player, like being in his face. You guys are like, that's not your role. Nobody's here to watch you. Yeah, they're, they're, they forget that though. It seems NFL officiating is abysmal right now. It's abysmal. It needs fixed in a bad way. It's, Oh, it's awful. The, Except for in the Vikings game where these magical calls get reversed and everything's like, like hunky dory. Like, what was that? These expedited uh, reviews that were coming out of nowhere. Like, where was this the entire season for the Cleveland Browns? I you don't, know? I don't what understand why we don't have a guy in the booth who's got about five monitors in front of him, and as soon as the play is done, if there's something called, it's just instantly on his screen, and he can say, "Pick that up," or "Hey, throw that flag." And we don't even have to know what's going on. I say five monitors, just watch the broadcast. See what we see. Yeah. Most of the time, we yeah, can I, see when it's like, oh, yeah, that needs to be overturned right now, and then they, nothing happens. And it's like, just watch just watch what's going on. I mean, you ever watch a, an official throws a flag, and then they'll get together and talk about it, and then he'll come say what it is. Why can't – it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, so it you would can be. throw the flag, and then you're talking to the guy in your ear, and he goes, no, pick that pick up, or, up. yeah, it's good. I don't – and it, it, we wouldn't even need challenges anymore. Or they don't throw the flag. He could rate it down and be like, there was a face mask on – Deshaun, you got to call it. Yeah. Like, we that, even, that would be okay. Yeah. He's we, still part of the officiating crew. Yes. Yeah, I, that's I, what I, I'm saying. I it, it, I'm not saying we replay. Like, it's not like challenging every place. He's just an official who has the, the ability to watch it from different angles in real time. Right. And if you don't hear anything from him, keep going. It means you did the right call or yeah. no call, whatever. It, I, I don't understand why we're not doing that. I, I, don't, for, I don't. For the amount of money that that league makes, it's it's just seems inconceivable that that they can't figure this out and for how and i in the sky would work I, yes i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it for a case of beer <laughs> I'll, drink, I'll, drink, well, I'll drink the beer after and we'll drink it during you but think I, how, I know i can get most of these calls right yeah how big the calls are in a game too like pass interference calls are huge i mean that can be massive yardage and a lot of times it's ticky tacky bull crap where go back a few years dude i mean ask sean payton yeah. drew Brees. yeah they didn't go to a super bowl because the Rams 
pass interfered blatantly and and then didn't get the call. You're right. Yeah. The no calls are just as, you know, impactful too. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And the thing is like the solution that we're proposing right now, NFL, it's not that freaking hard. No, and I'm pretty sure it's been proposed. I don't understand that. Like, I I don't get it at all. Um, Well, with all the money on the line too, like, I mean, like, I mean, obviously you guys just got a lot of betting going on in Ohio now, but like throughout Vegas and all these other betting sites, like there's a ton of money weighing on this. You can't just get these calls wrong. Like, especially when they're like, it seems so obvious to us. Yeah. Could you imagine that Ram Saints games a couple years ago? If you had money on the Saints. Right. To win. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I wouldn't like be. I'm like, I want my million? money back. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody in America could see that that's a, a penalty. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what the league's doing. I I've heard rumblings that there's uh, owners and stuff not happy. So maybe we'll see something happen this off season. But something's got to change because the pass interference and um, the roughing the passers are so bad. There was another yeah. one in the Chargers game. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chargers game against us last year, it was clearly offensive pass interference, and we got pass interference. Yeah, right. It's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And it was so blatantly obvious for that to get replayed as much as it did on the TV. There's a guy that could see that one freaking time and go, hey, this is wrong. You know what I mean? And I think, like, it's in real – we're not suggesting a, a replay in stoppage. It would literally be so quick. It would just be in the guy's earpiece. We wouldn't even know. It'd be happening almost every play, and we wouldn't even know. Yep. So, um, yeah. So we got so we got off a little a little off track, but who isn't mad at NFL officiating? So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's where I'm on my computer. I hate the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> now to my my the my favorite result of the weekend. Uh, Baltimore lost <laughs> to Cincinnati for the second time in the last two weeks. I'm no Cincinnati (laughs) fan, but I've never been a bigger Cincinnati fan in my life than I was last night. Mostly because Baltimore fans are just the most annoying fans in the entire league, um, right up there with Pittsburgh fans. And it's just like, all I hear is we're perennial winners. We're going to the Super Bowl, but you've, you finished the season losing four of five. You lost to every team in the division in the last month, and you lost to one of the teams twice. Your quarterback is never taking another snap for you. If you don't land a Derek Carr somebody, you guys will be bad again next year. You just finished fourth in the division last year, and congrats, you went to the playoffs this year. Everybody knew you were frauds. Everybody knew it. And you got to play one extra week. Congrats to lose the way you did too. You, they were literally going to go like, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I didn't see the game. They were literally on the one yard line. They were going to kind of jump the quarterback into the end zone. They fumbled the ball. The defense van Hubbard picked it up 98 yards and won the game. Is that how it ended? It didn't end that way, but I think that was like the final score. Uh, final score. That was oh, the game winning touchdown. Um, Still it's, that's something they would have done is in it's, you know, suck it Ravens. There you got it back to you. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, and I just don't understand the, the people who chirp the most in our comments about being perennial winners or Ravens fans. They haven't been, they really haven't been relevant in 10 years. 
The 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 Steelers have won the division. I'm pretty sure it, the Steelers have won the division four times. The Bengals have won the division four times, and the Ravens have won it twice. I'm not sitting here saying the Browns are good and relevant. I'm just saying, quit coming into our comments talking about how awesome you are when in the last decade, you have been the third best team in the division. And they've won the same amount of playoff games in the last however many years that we have. Yes. So Think about that. Congrats. You're regular season champs. Cool. You got a lot to show for it. There's a lot of regular season champs. There's only one Super Bowl champion, and it's not you. Yeah. It, it's it's they're, just hilarious. You know what they're sitting me. with? They're they're sitting with another another fan page. It's called the Dallas Cowboys. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. I just oh, all we do is win. Blah blah blah. Your quarterback didn't even travel with the team. What do you guys think of that? Lamar didn't even go. I I mean, I think his knee's fine. Well, and who was it? Was it Mark Andrews? Somebody said something about. Maybe it was J.K. Dobbins. Said something about his knee. He could have played, or I don't oh, know. Oh, J.K. Dobbins after the game was pissed he was like i'm tired of not getting the ball i'm tired of not getting used all kinds of stuff i oh, just i love, yeah, they I love it they would have won if they had lamar like he was yeah he was he is definitely sounding off um i don't think lamar plays for them anymore i don't either and it's hilarious to me that we're kind of the reason why we gave Deshaun the guaranteed <laughs> no. contract that he now wants and the ravens are unwilling to give it to him and it's just like ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, you guys called that. You guys, you guys are one of the only guys that, that called that right. Like as soon as that happened, you guys called it on the show. I didn't even think of it when you said it. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's just like talking. Well, look what it did to the Cardinals too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they gave they had to give Kyler Murray all that money, and now they're they're going to go through a rebuild. Yeah, Andrew, with all their money tied up in a guy who isn't even that good. No, and it's just <laughs> Lamar is going to be in Miami. Next year, maybe, or somewhere. Detroit, I don't think Detroit's going to make a move off golf. He had a, a pretty good year. Um, yeah. They were one of the most dangerous teams. It's not end. fixed. On, or if it's not broke, don't fix it. You got yep. enough other things to fix in that, that team that would help. And and the Ravens could franchise tag Lamar, but I'm pretty sure he's on record saying he won't play on the franchise tag. Then don't play. And this is the second year in a row he's going to end injured. So the, his first couple years, it was – Everybody talked about, well, he's one hit away from his career being done. Everybody said, yeah, but he never gets hurt. He doesn't take hits. Well, now two years in a row, he's ending the season injured. Yes, he doesn't take hits, but you got to think the wear and tear on your knees, your joints, your ligaments of all the cutting and the quick moves he has to make, that that takes its toll too, and you know? It's just... That's why running backs, that's why running backs don't last long. Correct. You know? And it's just hilarious. <laughs> it is. It's awesome. I it, love it's it. It's super funny. Love um, it. Yeah, it just quit coming telling me about how awesome you are when the Bengals have more division titles than you guys the last 10 years. So, congrats. You're the third best team in the division the last 10 years. Cool. Because that's what they always talk to me about. Look how many you've never won the division. Well, you've only won it twice in the last decade. I'm not worried about The thing is, I don't care about winning the division. I just want to win playoff games. As far as we're concerned, we are tied. Yeah, you, you think guys. the Giants were mad uh 20... 18 or 2007 or whatever it was that they didn't win the division, but they won the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my favorite outcome of the weekend. I, I welcome uh, Aaron Butler and company to, to the comment section. You've been awfully quiet since the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens lost. Uh, so, and then let's go to the Bills game. Were you guys impressed with the Bills? No, not at all. It was oh, one of those games where funky. I, at the beginning, I thought oh, they were about to boat race. Them. Yeah. And then 
they fell apart. Josh Allen started turning the ball over. Picks, the fumble. It was like. You have to think if Miami doing? had Tua or even Teddy, like who knows what happens. Yeah, I think if, if Tua is healthy for that game I, and, and it goes the way it did, I think Miami wins for I sure. Mean, Skyler Thompson, I think I saw he was like 18 or 45 or something. He ain't no Brock Purdy. <laughs> no. No. He, he's <laughs> not very good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't – that's a that's going to be a, a big game this week, uh, bills Bengals. Yeah, and honestly – I, what Buffalo showed, it's just like you pick Cincinnati in that one. Yeah, but do you feel that good about Cincinnati? They, I, they didn't play that well against the Bengals. No, you mean the Ravens? Yeah, the Ravens. Yeah, no, they they didn't. I I don't know. It'll be interesting. That'll be a good game. To watch. I'm, I'm picking the Bills. I think they they got over their their uh, their hump, and I think they'll play. I I think they're set for whatever reason, just based on what happened in the last game to win that game against the, the, the Bengals. But this could just be a Browns fan just hating on the Bengals too. So <laughs> that could be it. It's easy to do. Um, and then uh, lastly, are the Niners the favorite of the NFC? Yes. I, I think absolutely they are. I'm pretty sure I called that as the, like they were my pick at the beginning of the year. And I, do, you, and do you guys think they're the favorite period? Because, I mean, they just look really good. The, the only, only thing that's holding back with them is Brock Purdy because I'm waiting for him to have a stinker game. Uh, the um, the biggest thing is is they've already played the Chiefs once this year, and I have to think the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. That At least that's who I would pick right now. Um, and the Chiefs just dog-walked them. So mm. I would right. – if they played now, I would probably pick the Niners. Um but because the Niners are on a roll, their defense is playing crazy. I think the Niners had some guys out when they played the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball. Um, oh, did they? Did they have uh, uh, Christian or no? Uh, I don't think they had him yet either. I feel like there was a point, and it was like right around the CMC trade, like maybe a week or two before that. I'm pretty sure even. they haven't lost since they got him. Okay, whenever like I don't know if their defense was like. Stellar, stellar. The first part of the year, like early on in the season, they had okay. a, they had a million injuries. They, okay, so I think like the first month and a half they were missing like six starters. Okay. And just oh, the, that's right. They, that's why they got boat race. Yes. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So yeah, and the way they've come on with that defense, and then I mean, it's not like I mean, Purdy's he's playing very well, and and they don't need him to do anything extraordinary because they've got all the the talent around him. He adds a little bit of uh, an element that Jimmy G does it. Uh, he can move a little bit. Yeah. He can scramble. Yeah, he's more, he way can, more mobile. Yes. And he, you know, he's not Lamar or, and he's, he's probably not even Mahomes, but he's like more Mahomes than what Jimmy G is. Jimmy G is basically a statue. Yeah. Um, and Purdy can move and improvise, and, you know, run for a first down, that kind of thing. Um, so I think they're the favorite. I think the Eagles, I think, could be in a little trouble against the Giants this week just because I don't know what we're getting on Jalen Hurts. He hasn't played in a while now, and I've hurt my shoulder before. It sucks. My yeah. shoulder still sucks. Um, I agree with I agree with you, man. I I'm, I I picked the Giants so far in my bracket, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I, I have the same feeling as you, man. It, it, I mean, if if Jalen Hurts comes out and he's a hundred percent and he's just like he was, then I think the Eagles win. But if he can't do the things that they need him to do, I think it's going to be a closer game than what some might think. Um, I just yep. think the Niners are playing at a different level right now. I have a friend who's a, a diehard Niners fan, and I've been telling him now forever, I don't think Trey Lance, I think he's a bust. 
<laughs> and he says, how can you say he's a bust? He hasn't played. I said, well, that's part of my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. now, we're now two years into his career and he's that he never plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he was good, he last year, he would have, they get, they took him third. They gave up the future for him and they don't like Jimmy G. If he was good, he would have played last year. Right. And they wouldn't have kept yeah. Jimmy G around going into this year. Yes. And then, uh, I just so if I'm I'm trade Lance because you could probably still get something for him since he took him so early and we don't know he's a question mark. Mm-hmm. I'd roll with Purdy. He's I think you know if he did it for a game or two then you you'd think okay at some point he's going to not play well. But we're now what six seven games in. There's Phil Wadham now. If they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, you have to now bring you've him back. got you have to bring him back. Now <laughs> if they go to the Super Bowl and lose, it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be an interesting offseason no matter what, but it just gets that much more hairy. It gives me uh, um, when they had Alex Smith and Kaepernick, and Smith had him rolling and gets hurt, and then Kaepernick comes in and kind of changes the league with the read option. Yeah. And then they just stayed with him. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what they do, but um, I'm not sold on Trey Lance. I don't. He never did anything. He played – eight games or 12 games in college against low level competition. Yes. And then he comes to the league and they weren't, he wasn't ready to play last year as a number three overall pick. And then this year hurt immediately already. And he, he missed, he was injured at some point last year, I think. Yep. He had like a finger thumb hand thing. I don't know. Yeah. Thumb. So it's like, I, I just, I would roll, I would do what every guy do recoup some of the picks that you give up for Lance and just roll with Brock Purdy. That's what I would do. Um, but it wouldn't be ironic if they traded him to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Derek Carr could be in play for the Jets. I think uh, Jimmy G yep. could be in play for the Jets. The Jets yep. just need like a, a, a quarterback who is above 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and who can just throw the ball with some kind of accuracy. Yep. Preferably toward one of his teammates. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you saw the way the Jets played with Joe Flacco when he was just playing somewhat competent. Yeah. Or with uh, Mike White. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun offseason. I think there's going to be some moves that are going to be interesting. Yep. I'm excited for it. But, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up now. If you're interested in, like, uh, who we think is going to win the playoff games this week, Join the Patreon. We're going to talk about that on the After Hours show. Uh, we can't give it away all for free. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you guys being here, uh, sticking with us through the offseason, even though the Browns aren't playing. Hopefully we can be a source of entertainment for you uh, for the next few months until we get closer to the season again. Obviously, uh, we got playoffs for the next few weeks, the Super Bowl, then it's going to have draft prep and free agency. So we're going to have some stuff to keep us busy. Um, we'll, we'll make it work. So we appreciate you guys being here. Again, uh, check out our merch shop, thedogspodcast.com slash shop. If you want this T-shirt, <laughs> Hollywood Magic is going to be there, I promise. <laughs> I'm going to make a note to go back and make sure I edit that in there. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it's going to be really funny. Uh, um, again, if it's not there, it means I completely forgot to put it in. <laughs> yeah. You mean, yes. If you guys are wondering, when I'm like pointing around to things, they're not actually there. That's magic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, again, oh, we appreciate you guys being here. Jump in the Patreon. Check out the After Hours show. Join the Discord if you guys want. Um, and we will see you guys next week talking uh, Browns update, maybe have a defensive coordinator to talk about, and uh, obviously some of the playoff action. Have a good week, everybody.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.